You're listening to Agency Highway. This is a podcast for agencies that want to grow their business and work less. Agency Highway is sponsored by Content Snare, a platform that helps digital agencies gather content from clients without digging through a storm of emails, huge attachments, and messy Google Docs. Sign up at contentsnare.com and use the chat widget to say you heard about Content Snare on Agency Highway, and you'll get a 30-day trial instead of the typical 14. Now, here's this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to Agency Highway. This is episode 130. And today I'm speaking with Sean Clark from, is it high level or go high level? Oh, that's a good one. I think that's always up for debate. You know, I just, we just answer to both. Um, You know, I I couldn't, I couldn't buy highlevel.com. So, you know, go high level seemed like the next natural one up. (laughs) Yeah, I, I know that pain, like buying a domain for the first time for a new, for what, you know, when you're first starting a business, I'm always like, how is this going to be interpreted later on? Our first business, we, we didn't realize everyone would fail to spell it properly. And now, you know, every time I'm on the phone with someone, I have to sound it out, which is such a pain in the ass, Uh, (laughs) not the topic of this episode. Sean, let's start with a little bit of an introduction about uh, you uh, and, I mean, before you created High Level, kind of how you got into the agency space. Sure. It was totally by accident. So I've been in the SMB software space my whole life, or certainly so my whole career. And, uh, you know, I had a prior SaaS company that got acquired and I really um, wanted to help SMBs on the sales and marketing side. And so my uh, co-founder and I started down that road and in the midst of trying to sell it to small businesses and running into a lot of difficulty with them understanding the technology. Um, we luckily found a marketing agency who totally got it and uh, you know to- bought it for all of their customers and then t- sent it around to all their friends and really turned us on to this idea that the marketing agencies are like the unsung heroes of you know of small medium business marketing because you know they're behind the scenes really doing all the hard work, but you'd never know they were there unless someone's kind of open, you know, kind of pulled back the curtain. So for us, that was how we, how we discovered the space. Right. So did you create, like, did you run an agency for a while? Not at all. My, I have a, my third, our third co-founder who happened to be that agency who uh, showed us this model. Um, He definitely uh, ran an agency for a while. Um, But no, I've never, I've never, I've never formally run an agency myself. Yeah, fair enough. For some reason, I thought you had um, obviously got my wires crossed because I. Didn't that's all good. That's to... Rob. That's Robin, my other co-founder. You you can have him on a, episode one thirty one. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, I think I have spoken to one of your co-founders before. Um, quite a lot a while back. Um, just ran random emails. You know, it's like it's one of those things. I swear to God, sometimes I I speak to someone and I'm like, wow, like I have I spoken to this person before? And I go back to email, search for their name. And I'm like, oh, wow, we had an email uh-huh. like four yeah, yeah, years yeah. ago. I had, that, I had a really in-depth conversation with that person <laughs> that one time. Yeah, it's okay. I have a terrible memory. So I do that all the time. Yeah, totally. Cool. So um, what exactly then, just a quick little introduction about like what, what high level is um, like before we get into this kind of the meat. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, basically we're, we're the all-in-one agency platform. So if you are running an agency and you have that experience where you're trying to glue together six or seven different apps through Zapier, we basically have all those apps in one platform. Um, And if you, um, and really we got started with the idea that if you are out there, you know, generating leads for clients, and you're finding that they're not following up with those uh, leads, we automate that follow-up. So, you know, basically all these tools that you could think of like Calendly and ActiveCampaign and ClickFunnels and all this good stuff, we basically have all those same features all in one spot and you don't have to zap them around. So what would that, what are the apps you would say? Like, is it more on the marketing side of things or are you doing? Yeah, so, I mean, 
we literally, I mean, we only sell the marketing agencies. So it's literally every app that we could have been able to so far run down um, that, that marketing agencies have said they use. So like full CRM, full marketing automation, full email marketing, um, landing page builder, website builder, um, scheduling and calendaring integration. So like your mm -hmm. Calendly's, your schedule once's, web chat, um, you know, reputation management reviews, like um, opportunity right. and sales tracking, voice over IP phone system. Like, so it's kind of, it's more on the marketing it. side, right? By the sound yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Marketing and sales for sure. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, that's what I thought. So it's maybe kind of falls into the CRM category. Do you categorize yourself like that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, it's like a, it's like a mini HubSpot. Is basically probably the better better way to put it, and and more um, hundred percent tilted towards an agency. So it's like yeah. instead of trying to think like how do we help plumbers and lawyers and manufacturers and agencies and everything else, it's just hey, how do we help agencies? So the whole app is geared towards marketing agencies only. Cool. Yeah, no, it sounds really interesting. I haven't played around with it myself uh, yet, but I did. I actually heard about it uh, the first time because someone requested an integration with Content Snare. I'm still trying to get my head around how people want want to use Content Snare with um, CRM integrations. Um, sure. Yeah, generally because people use it to collect like the initial information from their clients, and and sometimes they want to attach that to their the client record in their CRM, I guess, um, which was not something I was ever thinking people would use content snare for, but here we are. Um, so it's cool. Hopefully uh, we can, we can look at an integration in the future. Absolutely. But yeah. So as far as like, like agencies, what trends have you been seeing that, you know, someone could walk away with this episode with, you know, uh, something actionable, you know? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think, um, so we have over 10,000 agencies, on the platform today. And I've probably talked to at least twice that many. And I've learned a lot over that time period. And I think one of the biggest things I've learned is that, you know, agencies definitely come from the services space. And I think that's really important because their customers need those services. But I also think as we move forward, there's a lot of software and technology that these same customers need. And today it's a very siloed experience. So the small business owner has to like go off and get their own software or, you know, figure it out kind of on their own. And I think the agency has a big role to play of coming in and saying, oh no, you know, actually we can, we can do all the services you need, but we also can help you either find or provide you the technology and the software that you need all in one spot, which really simplifies the feeling and the flow for the small business. And I think is really the future of, of agencies. Yeah. And I tend to agree there. I mean, when we still had our agency, I was a big fan of this. I, I What I didn't realize is that a lot of agencies don't really go down this road. I think it was because I was, you know, I don't know, ex-engineer, you know, I was trying to bolt different apps together like you were talking about totally. before yeah, and, yeah, you know i mean that and that's how we ended up creating our first ash product is because we tried to bolt together a bunch of stuff with zapier that wasn't possible at the time and we created this this product called silver siphon and i've always been a big advocate that like agencies are in a, such a good position to be able to yeah create services uh and, and bolt like set up software for their uh clients but also create their own SaaS product because they see yeah. all the problems day to day. totally agree with that yeah there's yeah. a big there's a huge revenue stream out there that agencies miss because they don't have that 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 SaaS product or that software mm. stack sitting there ready to go and some other salesperson from some random venture-backed mm. SaaS company calls up and you know they lose that that revenue stream and i think that's ridiculous yeah and I think like the hardest part of creating a software product is proving demand. 
And if you're an agency and you're seeing the same problem everywhere, like there's your demand straight up. Totally. So <laughs> yeah, anyway, that, that wasn't really the topic, but I totally agree that uh, it's a whole other channel or service offering that agencies can offer. And it can be a really disjointed experience for the client if the agency, if the agency they're working with doesn't do that kind of thing. Because I am a... Uh, Zapier expert. I'm doing air quotes for people listening because I hate <laughs> like normally it's like they're their partners thing. So I help people set up Zapier, right? But their system is called Zapier Experts. And I'm like, I just hate calling myself an expert. It's, like, <laughs> it's so bloody douchebaggy. Um, but I get people coming to me who are obviously working with other agencies, but the agency just doesn't know anything about the software side of things. I think I don't know if that's so there's two schools of thought here, right? Like one for one, that's a missed opportunity and they could have done that. Or maybe they're just specializing in, they do websites or they do marketing. So where where are you there? Like, what do you think about, because I've heard you talk about this on other podcasts as well as like trying to, like doing a lot of different services for clients. How do you balance doing it all versus specializing? You know, because when you do it all, sure. you yeah. probably not I totally get that. Great. Um, Yes, that's a good question. But I I think you, I always try to see it from the customer's perspective, right? And so while I totally get why it probably feels good to say, I just do X, the problem is I've met a lot of we just do X and the the, whoever, and those people, their biggest problem is churn (laughs) because the issue is the customer doesn't know or care at the end of the day what it is that you want to do. It's about their needs. And so I think when they show up, they, they have a big, big list of things that they need done. And I don't think that they want to go to six different people to get that done. I think they want to go to one person and one resource. And so I think that is just the reality on the ground. And as an agency, um, I think it's, you know, I don't even think you have to provide a service in order to actually end up doing a great job for your client. It's almost like, you know, if, if I was just a one-stop shop getting started, I would say I do everything, but I would do nothing. I would just know and find the right people to provide those and services. But you know, ultimately, I think you have to see it from the customer's perspective. They they need they need a solution, and that solution is never one thing. Yeah, and so what you're describing there, I've always called like the it's almost like the project manager agency, which yeah. is a totally cool. valid business model, and yeah. I really like it because just like you've said, many clients don't want to have to go and they don't want to have to go and find the best web developer. They don't have to go and find the best Facebook person and whatever, like, but they probably don't even care about the best as long as they get results. Right. There you go. And I actually think that's a really interesting point. You shouldn't gloss over that because I think a lot of people, this is, I love agencies to death because they try to do such a great job for their clients. But a lot of times it's not about doing the absolute best because sometimes the absolute best Cost more than your client wants to pay. And, you know, for half that much, you can provide an ROI positive outcome for them. You know, that's 80% of the best you could imagine. And they're much happier with that because it's more affordable for them. So I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. And like the, I've known many people that do that agency, the project management agency, you know, where they actually don't do any of the work. Like the, well, by the work, I mean the nitty gritty, like uh, if we're talking e-myth, what yeah, is it? The, they're not making the website. Yeah. They're yeah. not designing, you know, they're not pulling open Photoshop and, you know, putting down the creative and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that can be a very good service for a client. Like you said, they just, they don't want to go and find everyone. And it's for them, it's like one invoice, you know, one person they're paying. They don't like, I don't know. I Anyone who's hired staff, you know, I'm getting to a point where I need to hire someone to, to manage the staff because it's only, I don't know, five of us or something, but it's kind of like it, it becomes quite the uh, juggling act 
to manage your team, right? And it's the same for a client who's hiring multiple agencies to do little bits of things. And and you're forgetting that the client actually does something else entirely to make money and they have their own team and they have their own, you know, and so I think it's just, you know, it's kind of one of those things where are there going to be circumstances where they need some kind of like super uber specialist at something? Absolutely. But I think that those cases are the minority, not the majority. And most clients just want like, hey, can you come do my marketing? Like, and this is the other thing, right? They often don't know what they need. And that's why you have to also be that solutions person, because how is it that you can expect them if they really truly knew precisely what they needed? You know, they probably would also know where to find those people and they would probably even maybe hire those people directly or, you know, that kind of sort of thing. And so I think it's more about like you're you're the expert. You need to walk in and say, hey, I know how to help you specifically in this case, in this situation. This is what you need. You need to be prescriptive in, in how you operate. Yeah, and that solutions thing is a really good point because as, um, again, Zapier expert, uh, <laughs> I get a lot of people, especially through my YouTube channel as well, people find me and ask for help with Zapier. It's yeah. never just Zapier. Pretty yeah. much 50% of the people that come through are like, I want to use uh, this CRM and we've got leads coming in through these three systems and I've got this project management and like I just want to look at the whole process and fix it all. you know. And it's like there's immediately I'm like, if I just want to do Zapier, I'm just like, uh, nah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I, I can totally see the value in this. What's one thing you mentioned before was churn. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you speak a little bit more about that? Like why, why do people churn more with, I guess, specialists? Yeah. I think, I think that again, it's back to their sort of needs, right? So I think, well, I think there's two big reasons. So one, one, one is actually price. So a lot of small businesses, you know, look at they sort of $3,000 a month is a lot of money for them to spend sort of infinitely on one thing. So, you know, I think the, the big issue for the specialist agencies, like if you're a Facebook ads agency, for example, you know, I think it's exciting in the beginning, but three months later, that person's thinking, okay, for three grand a month, what am I getting? Do they, you know, do they do my website? No. Do they do my social media? No. Do they make PPC? No. They just do my Facebook ads. And so as a result, like that's, you know, that's, that's not, that's not enough for me to spend this kind of money on. And so I'm just going to go ahead and, and they always, you know, they never say they're going to fire you, but they're going to say like, I'm going to pause you. Right. And they're never de- like, you're never a bad person or anything, but it doesn't matter to you because you do actually get fired. You do actually lose hundred percent of your revenue. So yeah, it's kind of a bad day. Yeah, totally. So let, let's uh, talk about, uh, implementing technology then. So how do you see agencies implementing technology? So for people listening, this is kind of, you know, almost like a complete other channel, right? So we've got, you know, you might do, sorry, a complete other service in a way. It's like you could do websites, you can do Facebook ads, but you can also help them implement technology. That, 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 am I getting that right, Sean? Do you manage WordPress sites for your clients? If so, you should probably check out WP Remote. It's a central platform to manage all of your sites in one place. That includes security, malware, uptime monitoring, and it's even got a built-in staging system. But my favorite feature is the visual regression system that will give you an alert if something breaks on an update so you can get in there and fix it. It was created by the same people behind BlogVault and Melcare. Now, BlogVault is one of the best backup plugins I've used, and it's also trusted by some of the biggest WP maintenance agencies out there like GoWP, WP Buffs, WP Valet. So if these guys rely on it, you know it's rock solid. You can try WP Remote for free and get 10% off any of the paid offerings by going to wpremote.com slash highway. Now let's get back to the show. 
yeah, kind of. Although I'd be, I mean, I, I want to be careful because I think it's really specific. Like, I think you can make this very specific. So like, I always try to find correlates in the world, like examples. And so like, I look at it. So, you know, the way I got to this is simple. I would talk to all these different agencies. Someone have really massive churn. Someone have no churn at all. Um, and I try to tease out like, well, what, what, what really is like winning for people? And then how could I take the lessons learned and apply them? And what I often found was the agencies with the lowest churn generally did everything for people. And that's like a really hard thing to tell people like, hey, go from one thing to everything. Like, uh, what? Huh? And so then I said, I wait a second. If agencies know how to solve this problem, they would have done this by themselves. So, so who is serving the same audience? So who's serving the small business owner and making a lot of money, creating a very scalable business with high profit margins and low churn? And the answer was software companies. There are a lot of small business software companies out there who are on the in the marketing area, right? Who are doing really, really well. And so one example is there's a company called Podium, which is out of Utah, hundred million dollars in revenue, like twenty thousand single location businesses. 2% churn rate, 400 bucks a month. Like, what is it? Wow, this is amazing. What is it that they do that's so special? And it's like web chat, two-way text messaging, Google My Business messaging, reputation management software, and that's it. And so when I looked at it, I said, you know, wait a second. Why is it that you can't take that exact same feature set as an agency and be the provider of that on top of what you're doing for your client and make that super scalable? Because there's no additional staff to hire, to your point of, gosh, it's a pain to scale up. You don't have to learn to sell six different things, which is also very difficult. You don't have to learn how to fulfill six different things, which is impossible. You can just literally sell in software that does the job, creates the revenue stream and has really no ongoing management. So I was, I was like, that's, that's an awesome idea. And then, you know, for us, we looked at our customer base and turns out we already had about a hundred customers doing that anyways. Right. And, you know, the more I looked into it, it, it blew my mind. I mean, I've got some people who are making 10 grand a month. I have two people that are going to do over 3 million this year just in software revenue. And I'm like, okay, well, clearly I'm slow. I should have gotten to this faster. But, you know, it turns out it's a good solution to help agencies really cut the churn. So are these people just selling on a uh, high level to their clients or is this kind of just bundled up into like a retainer kind of thing? No. What? So, yes, yeah, so that's that's a really important piece. So so high level is all white label. So you we don't sell to in business. We only sell to agencies. And so because our mission, our goal, our, our ethos is the agency is the right person to provide the software, the technology and the services. And it's actually important that they do both because that's really what the end customer needs. Right. And so what we do is really simple. We just make it so that those features that I described in about 20 more <laughs> um, are really easy for the agency to sort of like package up and sell independently. And we like it independent of the retainer. I mean, some people, you know, you, you know, we don't force people to do anything, but we really recommend that you sell it uh, sort of on the side because A, additional revenue. B, if they cancel your service, you, you don't have to lose the software revenue. We have a lot of people who they have, you know, 100 clients on the software and those 100 clients used to be on Facebook ads as well, but they've, you know, they canceled the $3,000 bill, but they kept the $300 bill. But, you know, again, the agency's pumped because that's 30 grand in revenue every month and they don't actually have to do any work for that. And they're still over on the side bringing in more Facebook you know, clients every day. And so yeah. you know, it's really a good scalable way to create that sort of recurring revenue model. Yeah, I see quite a few different models being used by agencies here. You know, like some people will just bundle up things within a retainer, like especially in like the the web design space, I see, you know, that might be like a web, ma a web maintenance package or something. Um, actually, this, this is something I thought was quite cool. I saw go down in a Facebook group the other day, uh, someone canceled 
their maintenance package with this agency. And they were like, oh, what do I do? And basically everyone was just like, oh, send them the website owner's manual, which I'll link up uh, in the in the show notes from um, Kyle over at the admin bar, basically just a manual on everything you've got to do for your website, which is supposed to scare them into it. But the, the thing I really liked was um, now send them, uh, like deactivate all the licenses for the premium plugins that you had on the website and tell them that they have to pick up the subscription for all of these now. <laughs> and I thought right. that was just great. So that's like a, a kind of bundling, which is one model. Um, the I guess the middle model that I see is like affiliate stuff where you tell your client to sign up to a product and just send them your affiliate link or maybe a coupon code or something, which obviously continues paying you as well. But the third model, and I think which is what I see more agencies doing, at least the more successful agencies, is that like reselling, which is essentially what you're doing, right? It's reselling, what did you call it? Yeah. I mean, I think it's really important to, I mean, we it's not just pure resell in the sense that you know, we definitely make it easy. And if you just want to, we have everything you need out of the box, but there's a ton of customization in the app too. So as you like want to go on and create something that's super unique. So like, you know, it could be as simple as like, Hey, you know, our, our bundle comes with all these landing pages and this, all these follow-up sequences, all the IP that an agency can develop. It's all right there because the most important thing, right. Is it's got, we want it to be unique per agency. So at the very baseline, it's all of the stuff that your agency does that makes it unique. And then we have some people who go way up the charts. So like, you know, we have the, because we're a platform, we have like somebody who's integrated with like car dealerships. And so when someone, let's say come, let's say they're chatting in off the website and they say, Hey, do you have this type of, this type of car on the lot? They can actually look up the inventory on the car lot and they can even like run a credit app. Well, none of that was built by us, but it was all built by them and integrated in. And so as a result, it really makes that a, a super unique platform for them. So we're, we're sort of like from, from, you know, training wheels and I just need to get started. I need something that works out of the box all the way up to, you know, I want something that's super custom that no one can find anywhere else that makes me uber unique. So mm. we sort of cover the gamut. Yeah. And I mean, what that also does is uh, like add lock-in, you know, so any, any platform where you, a, a client's business basically depends on it is very likely to be canceled, exactly. right? And that's yeah, why yeah, you're yeah. talking exactly. about these. Yes, these- yes, yes. You totally <laughs> got it. Yeah, that's why everything we do is about owning. We always talk about owning the front door of the business. So, you know, we hook into the Google My Business account. We turn on Google My Business messaging. We do, uh, we, we take their, we do a number swap on their Google My Business profile. So we move the primary number to the secondary and we put a Twilio tracking number on the first mm-hmm. and redirect it which has zero impact on their Google My Business rankings, by the way, but instantly allows you to do miscalled text back. So like if someone calls that business and they don't pick up, we turn it, we text them, we turn it into a message. Like all of the ways that customers are contacting that business, you now as an agency jump in front of that and become the portal through which all of that comes in and now you're irreplaceable. Yeah, and the result is when they cancel services, you've still got that software revenue. And I mean, Bingo. you know, we, we've still got that in place from when we had an agency, you know, like we recommended a, a CRM product um, that, <laughs> that I'm still getting affiliate revenue from. We I, I never went down the reselling route because I knew that we'd probably shut down the agency at some point. <laughs> so I always went um, because of my heart was always in software. Sure. But, um, yeah. But um, I can see like running an agency, the whole reselling thing is definitely the way I would go. Um, but like to speak to lock-in, like I, and I'm not saying this has anything to do with your product. I, I use a um, CRM. I don't even want to say it because I don't want to promote them. Um, and no, actually, I'm going to say it. It's Active Campaign, And I've been so mad with them lately. Like I, just the performance is so, so bad. 
uh, that it frustrates me every time I use it. And I'm still using it across three businesses because the lock-in is so great. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just it's too hard. much effort. Switching costs are very high, right? Yeah. So, so, yeah. so I see that again. Yeah, nothing to do. I'm not saying your product, anything to do with your product. But like, what I'm saying is like, if when people get in, if if an agency puts someone on your platform, it's just doing so many things. They've only got to be using one or two of those things to make it too much. Bingo. To yeah. And again, the, the big thing here is it's not our platform; it's your platform. Yeah. <laughs> it's, right. the, it's the agency's platform. It's 100 white label and. You know, unlike all those other platforms, the, including the ones you mentioned, we don't sell direct to small business because they don't believe in it. We don't think they're the right people to run that stuff. So as a result, we're never in competition with our customers. So when you sign them up, you know, you, you know, the affiliate model and all that, mm. you know, ultimately you, you never, having the client do the end run around you to the software pro- provider, if you've ever lost somebody mm. as a, on the services, but they've kept the software, it can be kind of a bummer of an experience. So for us, it's like, no, 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 let's give the agency both those tools so they can never lose the customer even if they lose them on the service side. Yeah. Um, you just made a really good point there that's not necessarily on our topic, but I want to dig into it anyway about like not competing with your customers. This this is really big um, and it, like a cool little thing we can riff on for a little bit. So, because years ago when we first created Content Snare, uh, we still had our web agency. And I remember a business coach saying like, you've got to like, I didn't like doing websites. So he knew I was over it, but he's like, you just got to stop doing this. One, you know, you don't like it. Two, you're competing with your own customers, right? Like it, not directly, but, you know, like it, the, it might stop someone signing up uh, with us because they can see we do websites as well. If they're a web designer, you know, it's just, I don't know. But I've noticed this a lot in like uh, web designers or uh, agencies that work with each other. So we used to do uh, like, we specialized into WordPress websites at one point. We became essentially a white label provider. Uh, and we had to shut down marketing, right? Because marketing agencies are coming to us uh, wanting us to build websites for their clients. But if we offer marketing as well, like why would they refer people to us or why would they work totally. with us, right? Yeah. Which is huge because uh, I see this a lot, like a lot of agencies will have those overlapping services with their uh, with their customers, yeah. which is going to turn people off. And Absolutely. You know, our agency kept going for probably 18 months after I stopped even telling anyone that we did websites because of all those partnerships. Right. So I just kind of something I thought that was cool to mention with like not competing with your customers. If you are. Oh, absolutely. I think it's like, huge. Yeah. Cause I think there's a lot of people listening to this that would be in that white label space. Like they do some like one or two things really well for clients. Right. But then, you know, might be tempted to add things that compete with their client, their you know, main well, part. You know, and I see from the software angle, right? So, you know, all those other software platforms effectively see agencies as a sales channel. And that just means that they think they can get customers out of you. And I don't think there's, and there's no allegiance there. There's no promotion. There's no, like, they're not there to stand by you, right? So their, their goal is just, hey, you know, worst, best case, you're going to get some affiliate commission. But hey, if you get, if you lose a customer, too bad, so sad, but we're going to keep them. Thanks. Bye. And, you know, I think that sucks. That's not how we play the game. You know, we're, we're, we're simple. If you lose, we lose. And I think that's how you need to, to stand up and stand behind your customer and how you need to create a business because it, it's more of a partnership. It, you know, it's less of, you know, kind of like a sales model. And I think if it's way more honest to be on, to be frank. Love it. Yeah. And I mean, I, I can totally see the benefit. Uh, you know, we've spoken to like a few things already, like you can add the services on top of it that you've got that lock-in of the client uh, that might continue paying for the software through you well after they finish paying for the services. But 
there's another thing, which is the fact that they're still paying you technically because it's your platform is probably going to make them more likely to come back for other services in the future. Bingo. And that's the other thing to think about. I think that, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, well, you know, how do I keep my clients longer for this service or that service? And I think they think about it very logically, but I think most of the time the cancellations are emotional in nature. I think it's just a simple fact. It's like, look, I don't have time to evaluate this. I'm a small business. It seems like a lot of money, you know, cancel. Right. Mm. But I think that in, invariably they will come back around, but if, if they're gone, if they've left your atmosphere, if they've fired you, it's a really hard thing for them to come back and be like, Hey, I'm an idiot. I made a total mistake. I want to hire you back. Like it's just, a, it's unlikely to happen. Right. Versus if they've turned you like, if they've turned off a service, it's easy to turn it back on because you're still a vendor. You're still a partner. You're still someone serving them. Right. And yeah. so it's really just turning stuff on and turning stuff off. It feels a lot different psychologically than having to go back and admit you're an idiot and rehire somebody. Right. Yeah. It just, nobody wants to do that. So they're more likely to like, just go hire someone else and say like, Oh, we should just do ads again, but you know, don't go back to those other guys. Let's find somebody else. Hmm. I think it's better that if you have that connection and you've never lost that revenue, they're like, you're like, Oh, cool. We'll turn that back on for you. No problem. And it's hmm. a different relationship entirely. Yeah. hundred percent. Sean, uh, this has been awesome. Is there anything else you think uh, we should cover before we wrap this up? Obviously, uh, I would like to hear a little bit about Go High Level as well and where people can go to to uh, sign up. Sure, yeah. I mean, I mean, we're we're excited about agencies. I mean, I think the biggest thing I would say is you know go to Google Trends, search digital marketing agency, go back till 2004 when they first started tracking that data. You'll see that you that term has never been searched more than it is right now. I think it's a very big time to be um, in the digital agency space in a positive way. I think. COVID, as tragic as it was in many ways, really helped send a message that businesses need to be digital. And I think they're very much looking for help. And I think they're looking for um, help from, from you as an agency. And so, and I think agencies have a big, bright future ahead of them. They're the right people to lead small and medium businesses into the future, both in the marketing space, but also into the technology space, I think. And so I think it's a great time to be here and a, an awesome time to have an opportunity to serve them. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I'll, I actually want to go and find out the, the trends now. What do I have to search? Yeah. What do I have to put in? Oh, just trends? search. I like if you search digital marketing agency or, you know, what's also amazing is search SEO agency and they track almost precisely, which, you know, if you've used Google trends for any length of time, a two, a two search, two word search term versus a three word search term almost never overlay. Um, so it's pretty amazing, especially since they're so related, but I also think it helps formulate if you're an agency, like kind of how customers see you. And mm. again, you know, speaking about specialization, you know, they may have a certain term in their head that they're looking for, but I think as an agency, you can kind of lead them up like, oh yeah, SEO is important. And, you know, mm -hmm. we need these other things as well. So I think, yeah. I think there's a lot, a lot there. Um, and the other thing I would throw out there is if you haven't seen Google, my business messaging, definitely take a look. I think it is a massive trend this year. We are on the Google, my business messaging beta. And if you don't know what it is, it's basically like, imagine you go to Google tomorrow and you search plumber near me. And instead of like the phone call icon, there's a message icon. And when you touch it, there's an in-browser message experience where you're actually like texting essentially the business on the other side. I think it's mm -hmm. going to be a very big trend this year. Google has made it known to, to, to us and to many other partners that they no longer want people to come to Google search and leave. They want people to come to Google search and stay. And so messaging is going to be a big part of that and it's going to have a huge impact on local. So as an agency, I think it's a big opportunity to jump in there. More data for them, of course. Oh, <laughs> what absolutely. Questions? And, what, and, what and more people... transactions. I mean, they're going to bring appointment scheduling to it. They're going to bring um, payments to it, but we have it integrated into the high level platform. So as messages come in, you can not only funnel them into your customer, but we also automate some of the responses and stuff. So, you know, when your business owners aren't just sitting there 
chatting away, you've got uh, you got the ability to kind of help them convert those leads into customers. Yeah, and I I can see there being some pretty good data out of that. You know, like one of the always the common questions that get asked of restaurants. You know, like they're going to be able to have that data. I don't know what they'll do with it, but yeah, I, I think I've used that platform before actually, but it was so new that I was like, I don't expect the business to reply. <laughs> it's like I've exactly. never seen this. But, before. but in the future, I mean, I mean, as a oh, consumer, yeah. right? Who? What's your preference going to be? It's just so obvious, right? Yeah, We're go, absolutely well, not cool. Message. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. yeah. No, everyone hates <laughs> everyone. Yeah. The further we go, I have, I think I've got one friend left that still calls me and I like, I always miss it because my phone's on do not disturb. Totally. Like, yeah. yeah. You're like, and, and honestly, you know, you just, and even if you just think about it from the business owner's perspective, they're all, all, almost never there, right? They're like doing their thing or being a business owner, their heads down, you know? And so as a consumer, I love it because it's asynchronous. Hey, can you come out here later this, the tonight and blah, 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 or what do you charge for yada, yada? And then the business owner loves it because it's likewise asynchronous, right? They can, an hour later, they can still respond and it pops back up on that person's phone. So I think it's a really big win for the consumer as well as the business owner. Yeah, it's really interesting. I'm, I'm like very keen to see where that goes. Like I imagine there's going to be some things like typically replies in half an hour and like, so there'll be yeah, like a totally. competition to totally. get, drop it down. And it will be. And I think rankings will start to roll with this and all kinds of stuff because again, on the local basis, I mean, um, you know, consumers are going to prefer it and I think Google is going to find it, you know, businesses that respond faster, get more customers and spend more money with them and all mm. that other stuff. And they'll probably rank it higher as time goes on. Yeah, that's a good point. Wow. Yeah, I'm really interested to see see where this goes. That was a really cool way to finish this off. Sean, where can people go to uh, find out more about High Level? Go highlevel.com. That's us. Come check us out. Boom. <laughs> Easy as. Sean, thank you so much for this. There's been a lot of things to uh, to chew on, I think, for agencies. I think that there's a, quite a lot of uh, cool ideas in there. And just wanted to say thanks for sharing. Thanks for having me on. It was great to be here. Discover how to grow your agency, earn more, and work less at agencyhighway.com. Head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by Content Snare. If you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trails. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.